Hi, this is Jessica Dubilar with QSO VSO, and I'm here talking to one of our recent, not recent, sorry, return volunteers who spent five years in Nigeria. His name is Paul Smith, and he's uh, actually a deaf volunteer, so he's going to talk about his unique experience working in Nigeria. Thanks for coming to meet with us, Paul. Thank you, Jessica. It's my pleasure, and I look forward to sharing some of my experiences uh, in Nigeria with you. Great. So, when was it that you went to Nigeria with us? I left in 1999, and I stayed there for three years, and then I came back to Toronto to teach at the Robart School for the Deaf in London for one year. Uh, I am very tempted, though, to go back to Africa, because there are so many projects I left there and so many things that were being established. So I decided to reapply, and I ended up going back to Nigeria for two years, and then I was there altogether then for two plus the three, five years. Oh, that's fantastic. So initially, what was it that motivated you to volunteer in Nigeria? Well, um, I always watched uh, different TV programs related to third world or developing countries. Uh, I watch World Vision, for example, and I was always interested in other nonprofit agencies and how they talked about their work in third world countries. So I always had sort of a desire to go see the world. But I didn't think about uh, applying until later on in life. I got a little bit older and uh, contacted VSO and they accepted my application and it was sort of my dream come true to go to Africa. Fantastic. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your life in Nigeria, where you were living, what you were doing? Well, when I got to Nigeria, um, we had a two-week uh, orientation for the new volunteers, and they explained the language and the culture there, and then we began a placement. And I was placed in North uh, Kad Kaduna. Uh, when I got there, um, I lived on the school's property, and it was a bungalow that they had for me. And when I got there, I met a lot of really interesting people, both deaf and hearing, um, and it was great. I had a lot of uh, new friends, and I found it very easy to start setting down roots. Um, in the beginning, it was a little bit of a culture shock for me, but I found eventually, you know, I got used to the culture, and it was a very positive experience. I made some really good friends, and I really enjoyed teaching the children there and working with other teachers as colleagues. So overall, it was a fantastic experience. Great. So what could you tell us about a typical day for you? What was that like? Um, usually in the mornings I'd get up quite early, so for example 6 o'clock, and because I lived on the school property it was you know fairly easy to get to work. It was about a three minute walk. <laughs> and when I got to the school I would help establish the classroom routine for the day. I uh, taught a primary three class, and that's where I began with. Um, also, every week I provided a workshop to the teachers and gave them some training, so that was a weekly duty of mine. Um, then on Fridays, I would teach a sign language class for parents there of deaf children. Um, so I really had three different roles there as a visitor, and I worked on those three roles throughout the three years, um, or sorry, my five years there. Fantastic. What would you say were some of the, the best memories that you had? What really sticks out with you? Oh, everything that I experienced. Working with the children was fantastic. Just the job itself, the friends and the community that I met. Um, especially the deaf children, that really inspired me. 
terms of what I was doing. They were always welcoming and warm. I always felt like I was part of their culture. Um, they were always very polite to me and they were willing to help me, like they'd carry my books or my bags um, and it helped me out in the classroom. On break time, the students would always come by to visit me, so I really felt a strong bond with the kids there and it was very inspiring. Are you still in touch with any of your students or colleagues there? Yes, I still have some friends and I'm still getting, I still in touch with them. Usually it's through email. Uh, sometimes we use Yahoo Messenger and we'll talk. Um, and they do have a computer lab at the school where I was working. Um, I helped to get the funding for it and they set up the internet for it, so it's great. So now we can stay in touch. Oh, fantastic. How was your experience um, living in Nigeria? Did you travel around much? Did you, what, did, what did you find were some of the most interesting aspects of life there? Yeah, I tended to get out quite a bit. The minute I was done work, I tried to spend time with my new friends and travel around the community. I looked at, I went to various villages. Um, weekends, I traveled to other states in Nigeria and also spent time working with other VSO or spending time with other VSO uh, volunteers. And I would meet with the relatives and friends of my co-workers. Um, at Christmas, I got a chance to travel to, Gai to Ghana for a week. Um, and we traveled by road. So I went through Togo, uh, Benin, and then eventually got to Ghana. So I, tended, I tried to get out as much as I could. And I also wanted to be part of the community while I was there. That's great. Now, as someone who has a disability, do you think that your experience was quite different from other volunteers? And what would you have to say maybe with another deaf, deaf person that was thinking about volunteering with VSO, QSO VSO? Really, uh, I have to tell you that deaf people who've grown up as deaf individuals um, have barriers to communication and language. And it doesn't matter if you're here in Canada or any other country, but I think we are adept at overcoming those barriers and we've been working to make life easier for us. So that type of experience, you know, any deaf person can then use that when they arrive somewhere else. Um, but, you know, yes, there were some more challenges because in Africa, the view of deaf people was quite negative in some ways. So I had to spend a lot of time educating the people I was working with that deaf people can do anything. Um, but for me, you know, I think it was fine. I had a lot of experience working with people, overcoming barriers, uh, working together and reducing the barriers for deaf people. So for me, it wasn't an issue. And I don't view myself as disabled. Um, I've never used that label for myself. So. What do you think the biggest impact of your time there was? I noticed that the deaf children that I was working with, or even the deaf adults, would often ask me about the lives of deaf people in Canada and what it looked like. They wanted to know about the barriers and the opportunities for us. And they asked, for example, you know, can you become a doctor? Can you become a lawyer if you're deaf? And I would, uh, I would explain to them that, yes, we do have deaf lawyers and deaf doctors in Canada, different deaf professionals. And that was quite a shock to them because obviously in their country, uh, there was a ceiling effect being deaf. They weren't allowed those types of careers. So I had a chance to educate them about the abilities of deaf people and, you know, show them that, yes, you can be a deaf professional. And hopefully I think it changed some of their perspectives about deaf people.
Um, and there was also, you know, a lot of di discrimination, so I had to talk about that. And they found it very difficult to get in college and university, whereas here it's not the same problem. So I spent a lot of time teaching them about their possibilities and potentials. But I said, it's really important for you to roll up your sleeves, get to work on your dreams. And what about the personal impact on you? <coughs> really, my life is quite different after having been to Nigeria. I learned a lot about that country, more so than I even knew about my own country in some ways. There was a lot of personal growth, a lot of professional growth for myself. Uh, in terms of professional growth, I realized you know there was a lack of resources there, but I have a lot of abilities and talents for creating things. Um, and I had to discover new ways to teach deaf children without the resources that we rely on here in North America. You know, I couldn't ask the principal or the school board for uh, materials. We ended up taking, you know, the tops off of pop tops and pop top cans and collecting them and using that to teach math. Uh, and I had to use other things like that. So I had to learn a lot and had to force myself to be creative. Also, personally, it really challenged my expectations. You know, what do I expect in life? Um, you know, was it more materialistic based than other aspects of life? And there, people obviously don't need, for example, a TV, or they don't need the materialistic things that we have here in North America. So I got to experience a different type of life, a different set of values. It was great. And now, how has that impacted the work that you're doing today? Yes, um, I like to use some of the experiences and the talents that I developed there in my job today. Um, I always use experiences from there when I'm talking to people. Right now I work with deaf immigrants who have moved to Canada and I'm providing support and settlement services for them. So it's easier for me to understand, I think, where they've come from and to accommodate their needs. And so I really have to thank VSO because of that kind of experience that I had in Africa. And what's next for you? Well. Um, I've been doing some research and I've been looking at uh, nonprofit agencies yeah. in third world countries like um, Save the Children, for example, and other agencies that are nonprofit. And I have been looking for a paid position, um, maybe working with children or adults with HIV or AIDS. I contacted one company in Kenya um, and asked them if there was opportunities there. We've had a bit of an exchange and they wanted me to send my resume, which I did. And they talked about if something became available related to, for example, HIV or AIDS, then you know perhaps I'd have a, a chance at that. I'd like to develop some sort of a curriculum uh, to talk about infectious diseases and to do some training for the deaf children in deaf schools in Kenya. So I'm really looking forward to that. You know, that's a desire of mine to get back to Africa and do some work in another country. Well, great. So it's really set you on that that path to be working internationally. Oh yes, definitely, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it really had a strong impact on me. Every day I think about my experience in Africa and what I got from my experience as a VSO volunteer. It's really a part of me. I just got in touch with uh, the VSO and I want to be involved uh, in a small committee to help prepare for a conference uh, that will be happening next spring. Uh, there's a VSO conference coming up and a 50th anniversary as well. So I'd like to get in touch with the interpreting services for people who need them and make sure that there's access or accessibility to this conference. 
uh, and so I'm working with this committee uh, for the VSO to do that. Great. Now for people who are listening to this right now on the web, do you have any advice or encouragement for folks that are thinking about volunteering with us? Oh, I would strongly encourage them to apply. Um, I think somewhere on the website there's probably um, some sort of a self-assessment, I think, that you can answer a number of questions to see if you're the right kind of person to, you know, fit the VSO expectations and vision statement. And if you are, I would say go for it, you know. Do that survey and then get the experience, apply, and go somewhere else and work in a different country. The personal and professional growth is fantastic. My advice would be, you know, don't set up any expectations before you go. You know, I had a few, but I would say just try and be prepared for something different and try and be prepared to work with the culture and the community and the language that is there. Have an open mind, keep yourself flexible, and work in the community, uh, spend time with the people there, and try and be part of their community if you can. Okay, thanks so much for talking to us, Paul, and have a great day. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for inviting me to come for this interview. I really appreciate it.